1: Greening with Mike Greenberg, the podcast.
0: It has been a week where we have lost a couple of legends, and last night, perhaps the greatest to ever do it in his profession. It's Canty Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. In 30 minutes, Diana Rossini will join us for all of your NFL needs, and we will also debut Dear Diana today. Hello. And you can tweet us your questions for your life uh, regarding Diana Rossini's ability to be our life coach. And so she's going to answer questions for you. You can tweet us at Chris Carlin or at ChrisCandy99 or just most, more specifically, hashtag DearDiana with two ends.
1: Absolutely. And I got some stuff I got to ask Diana, too, because the wedding is right around the corner, big fella. All right. Well, we're probably going to have to prioritize that. I'm just saying, uh, August, you 20, are within August,
0: August, August
1: 26th is right there. Yeah. So you are saying.
0: within, I mean, what are we, 23 days. That's it. We are closing in on three no weeks. No
1: doubt. How's that RSVP going? Dude, it's unbelievable. We have to shut down the RSVP today. Had to shut it down. Listen. So if you didn't get back to you now, you ain't coming. Yeah, you ain't coming to the wedding. Here's the thing. We told people the end of July, and most people followed the instructions. They understood the assignment. But there were a couple of my groomsmen and a couple of people on my side that I know are coming. They got flights booked. They got hotels booked. I don't understand why it's so complicated to go on the wedding website Actually, RSVP. So they took it right up to the deadline and passed the deadline, but we had to extend the deadline until today. But since the end of July, in today, we've had 25 people RSVP. We were hoping to have 200 people at the wedding. Right now, we're at 230. Did oh, you boy. say your groomsmen were late to uh, RSVP? Yes. That's, that's, uh, that's not two, a good sign. Two, well, they've already, listen, they've, 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 how already many got, you got? they've already got their tuxedos, they've already got their flights booked, they've already got their hotels booked. Right. It's just the, 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 the logistics of actually going on the website and RSVPing and picking the meal they want. How, how they just are, didn't do it. How many in the wedding party? All right, so I've got five groomsmen and okay. she has six bridesmaids. All right, that's acceptable.
0: Like because you know because I've seen those weddings where you have twelve groomsmen and twelve bridesmen. No, that's ridiculous. That, that's ridiculous. It's We're not doing. All that. We're not doing all that. But yeah. I digress. We will get to that later. But if you have a life question, if you need advice, as I put out on Twitter. You need to know how much oregano to use. You need to know whether you should get a 30-year or a 15-year mortgage. Is spaghetti acceptable at a cookout in the summertime? (laughs) She answered that question a few weeks back. So we still disagree on what that actually is Mm -hmm. and whether or not it's acceptable. But nonetheless, the point is, Diana has a particular talent for being able to identify the problem and tell you what's wrong with you. (laughs) And we are going to exploit that talent in 30 minutes from now. Big story today, though, the passing of a legend. And this is, it's sad whenever you lose a legend, but for Vin Scully, it just feels like... A celebration. Listen, to me, the greatest sportscaster to ever do it, and it should be a celebration when it comes to somebody like this, and the amount of incredible moments that he had to broadcast, including this.
2: So the winning run is at second base, with two out, three and two to Mookie Wilson. Little roller up along first, behind the
0: Game 6, 1986, on NBC, Uh, called games nationally, but most notably as the Dodgers announcer for 67 years. Just an absolutely incredible career for somebody that encapsulated every moment perfectly. And never felt like he got in the way of the game.
1: Not at all, Carlin. And we had Michael Kay on, who's the voice of the Yankees, in the first hour. And I think he paid Vin Scully the ultimate compliment when he talked about how great a man he was, not just a broadcaster. But then the other part that he said was he was timeless. I mean, think about when he started his career to to be able to span Jackie Robinson all the way to Clayton Kershaw. That is unbelievable in terms of being able to chronicle the history of Dodgers baseball, but then also for the sport itself, to, to, to be able to have a voice and a delivery that never gets old, that plays no matter what generation you're speaking to. I think that speaks volumes about the sheer talent that Vin Scully had, but then there's also this underlying humility that you have to respect. That's the thing, Chris. It's somebody that
0: understood his incredible importance to the game. He was as popular and remains as popular as any Dodger player ever. Yeah. He he yeah. is the Dodgers. Yes. And at, with that in mind, think about what your importance was in the sport. Like, even if you're a giant fan, you hate the Dodgers, you love Vin Scully. Yep. You can't not love Vin Scully. And then the humility that came with that was just... Remarkable, And we heard Michael talk about the way that he treated him the first time he met him. And it, mm-hmm. it's a similar story that everybody has. That the guy that makes you feel like you're the most important person in the room and yet understands what he meant without conveying that in any way. But uh, honestly, you could listen to us talk about Vince Scully or you could hear from Vince Scully himself. And that's what we're going to do. He was on with Greeny back in 2020 and had an extended interview. Here are just a few minutes of that interview from October of 2020. It's Greeny with the legendary Vin Scully.
3: You got in trouble in your first broadcast, you said, for naming Willie Mays as the greatest player you'd ever seen. Now, if I were to ask you, I think you were more than equipped to answer, who is the greatest player you ever saw?
4: Well, I would still say Willie Mays, but again, (laughs) remember, I grew up watching the National League, I worked the National League. We didn't have interleague play. I realized that there were great players, especially Joe DiMaggio. And uh, the other numbers that were put up by Mickey Mantle probably equate to the same, if not even slightly better than Mays. But because of Mantle's injury to his leg, I think he stepped in a drainage something in Yankee Stadium, and from then on, he couldn't cover the ground that he normally could. But Mays was spectacular. Every day he played, and I just thought, in my humble opinion, because there are certainly many great players, but I thought that uh, all around, the threat of a home run, a base hit, a stolen base, a great catch, a great throw, uh, all of that defined Willie Mays. And one other thing about me is that always struck me. When I was in school trying to play baseball at Fordham, I, I played center field. And, of course, my big concern was charging a base hit and having it go through my legs and go all the way to the center field fence. And I always watched big league center fielders, especially. And when the Dodgers played in the Polo grounds, It was, I believe, 483 feet away from the base of the clubhouse to home plate. And every outfielder I ever saw was a little, what would be the right word, almost timid about a base hit getting through him and rolling all the way to eternity. Willie Mays played center field like he was a shortstop. There was not a thought in his mind that the ball might get away from him or roll all the way to the center field clubhouse. Uh, and that struck me too, is just part the overall picture of Mays as a great player.
3: You know, I, I opened this conversation uh, by saying that the relationship fans have with an announcer is such a special one. How would you describe that relationship in reverse? How would you describe the relationship that you had for all those years with them?
4: I was quoted several times And I meant it from the bottom of my heart. I often told the crowds that I needed you more than you needed me. And when I was retiring, the last week that I did games at Dodger Stadium, I had a sign made, and the sign draped over the wall of the clubhouse, uh, actually the broadcasting booth, and it just simply said, I'll miss you then. And that was my relationship with the fans. The last day of the season, uh, the Dodgers allowed me to play a recording on the PA system, my singing, God bless us, of Wind Beneath My Wings. I had made a recording about that dedicated to my wife, Sandy, and I just wanted the crowd to know how I felt. So on the last day of Scully at the Stadium, the crowd showed great patience. So did the team. They were bursting to celebrate, but they stood quietly in the middle of the diamond, and they played Wind Beneath My Wings, the song that was for my wife, but on that particular day, I was dedicating it to the fans.
3: It's beautifully said. I have limited time with you here, but I have, I have one last question, if I may. You know, Vince Scully, our nation is in a divided and at times disheartening place. And I just wonder, over the many years, what role have you seen the game of baseball play historically during challenging times in our nation? And what role do you think it can play now?
4: Well, that's asking a lot of me because... In some respect, despite broadcasting a lot of games, I live a very small, quiet life. All I know is that in Ebbets Field and certainly here at Dodger Stadium, I've seen black and white players get along extremely well. They have a shared experience of the game, and they each have a strong desire to win And so I keep thinking to myself, please, God, uh, bring everyone in America together like the ballplayers are. Let them all agree. We want to live happily and peacefully in this world. And let's just stop talking. Let's stop protesting and setting fire to places. Somebody has to get leaders from either side to sit down and see if we can't get along like a a good baseball team does. You forget all about color when you're playing a game. You should be able to forget all about player living your days out in this world.
0: Just uh, fantastic stuff from Vince Scully. And you think about the fact that Vince Scully was calling games. He began in 1950 uh, right just a couple of years after Jackie Robinson had begun playing for the Dodgers. And uh, had so much uh context in understanding how the country had come over all these years and I'll tell you I could I could listen to Vince Kelly talk about anything and I would trust his opinion <laughs> on absolutely anything
1: No question about it. I mean, the character speaks for itself. Uh, I mean, everyone that you talk to, they had those interactions with him. And the one common thread is that he is one of the most decent human beings that they have ever met. And somebody that is authentically themselves. And he genuinely cared for people. I think that's the ultimate compliment you can pay anyone. It's Canty and Carlin
0: in for Greeney on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Try the $45 Silver Unlimited Plan from Straight Talk Wireless with Nationwide 5G on America's best network. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. You will hear more of some of the legendary calls of Vin Scully all day on ESPN Radio and on the rest of the show today. We will share them with you. So many over the years. Three perfect games called in his 67 years, including Don Larson in the World Series. 20 no-hitters. 25 World Series called. Just an absolutely amazing life. Vin Scully passed away last night at the age of 94
5: help dot com slash greeny g r e e n y.
1: Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, <laughs> ESPN Plus. I had to shoot down that claim, man. I mean, you were saying that if Polytechnical well, is in the school's name, that it's a respectable institution. I right. had to remind you that Virginia Tech's actual <laughs> name is Virginia Polytechnical Institute.
0: Well, the the genesis of the and conversation. They specialize
1: in learning how to cow tip. <laughs> said like a true uva man there you go <laughs> I, I have
0: been to blacksburg once and there is nothing, nothing there. there exactly but i will say this the crowd at the time and this was post vic this was early mid 2000s uh kevin jones was at running back Ooh, he was I remember lightning that, yeah. in college yeah. uh incredible atmosphere yeah incredible atmosphere i mean the answer man is one of the greatest
1: yeah that's entrances that, that's true time. it's too bad well. they
0: stole it from mariano that's well, Mariano stole from Billy Wagner, but thanks. Oh, come on with the Billy yeah, Wagner right.
1: Easy bubble. Nice try. Nice try, uh, try Mariano. Billy Wagner had it first. I'm not even Billy a Yankee fan. think Bubba can do to slight Yankees
0: Nice man. try, that's, that's Mariano. Do. Do. Billy, Wagner, Mets legend. Do. <laughs> Billy Wagner had it first. <laughs> he didn't do it for the Mets first. <laughs> he did it in Houston first. I didn't say he had it for the Mets first. <laughs> and <laughs> and first. when I'm you do it saying, in Houston, at the time, the Astros stunk,
1: didn't they? Exactly. You actually have to kind of be good in order for it to be meaningful. That's fine.
0: I'm just saying. Billy Wagner had it first. Listen, that's right. And listen, Bubba, you know I am no Mariano Yankee fan by Eddie Stretch. I used to hate it when that song came on.
1: Millie yeah. Wagner had it first. Mariano did it better. Well, the, the gener- Virginia Tech does a great thing. Gen- Virginia Tech does what? <laughs> Stop yourself.
0: The Stop genesis yourself, of okay. the conversation was we were talking about Matt Patricia calling plays for the Patriots this year, and he went to Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute, RPI, in upstate New York. and it was. And I said, well, if you have Polytechnic in your name... You're probably pretty smart, and that's when Canty went
1: after Virginia Tech. Yeah, but I mean Matt Patricia is literally a rocket scientist. Yes, no, so right, that's now fair. it didn't work out for him in his first head coaching stint with the Detroit Lions, but how often does it work out for first-time coaches with the Detroit Lions? All I'm simply saying is I will give Matt Patricia the benefit of the doubt when it comes to play calling and being an offensive coordinator, especially being under the umbrella of Bill Belichick.
0: Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. Nature Valley is giving back to school gear for free. They're giving it away at the Retalk shop. On TikTok, show how you reduce reuse or recycle with hashtag for nature and you could be served a code unlocking one free item it's while supplies last Terms and conditions apply. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Get renter's insurance to protect the things that make your place a home, including coverage for theft or damage. Visit Progressive.com. Jerry Jones, not worried at all. Not worried in the least about what's going on with the Cowboys receivers. Let us hear from the Cowboys owner on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. I don't want
2: to uh, be out here pushing, be aggressive as far as being going outside,
4: looking at what uh, uh, may be available that are free agents right now or otherwise. So I don't, I don't think it's urgent at all. Uh, I think we've got
2: a
0: lot of ways to throw the ball. So James Washington fractured his foot. I'll just give you a quick thought or a quick list of who could be available to them right now. Okay, okay. Will Fuller. Mm -hmm. He gets hurt a lot. Mm -hmm. Emmanuel Sanders. hmm? At the end of it. Cole Beasley. At the end of it. T.Y. Hilton. At the end of it. Odell Beckham Jr. He's still hurt. So, what are we doing? If you're the Cowboys right now, Jerry is going to play it that way publicly, of course because he wants to maintain any kind of leverage with anybody he decides to bring in. How are you feeling about this situation? Are you worried considering the injuries after Washington broke his foot?
1: Uh, A little bit concerned, but I mean, the Cowboys have high hopes for Jalen Tolbert, their third round draft pick this year. We'll see him in the mix probably earlier than we would have had they not had this rash of injuries going into training camp, but the Cowboys are going to figure it out. And quite frankly, Dak Prescott has to figure it out. That's why you pay him $40 million a year. Like to see him make somebody better. Yeah, He's got to be a force multiplier, as they say, Carlin Right? He's got to elevate the talent of the supporting cast around him. And if we're being honest with ourselves, he's going to have to do more with less. This is probably... The weakest the supporting cast has been around Dak Prescott since he got to Dallas in 2016. Think about the losses that they suffered this offseason. Amari Cooper, they moved on from him because he was making $20 million a year. They had to cut Lyle Collins because he was a cap casualty. Connor Williams ended up leaving in free agency. Cedric Wilson ended up leaving in free agency. There are a lot of losses that Dak is going to have to find a way to deal with and navigate around. Um, and, and so I think this year is going to be a huge referendum on whether or not Dak Prescott is actually worth the money that Jerry Jones paid him. Look,
0: you don't have Michael Gallup. I, have we gotten any sense on when we're going to see him? Because he's definitively he ACL out ACL in January. I know. But you know I mean? the, like, all they're saying so far is that he's not playing early in the year. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's just so you, so think A about, month? So
0: two months, months? I don't know what we're looking say, at. Let's
1: him. say he comes back for the second half of the season. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're still talking about plenty of time, plenty of runway for him to get his legs under him and get him reacclimated to the offense. And the thing that the Cowboys have working in their favor, Carlin, is that they're in the NFC East. They swept the division a year ago. Now, although we both think the Eagles are going to be a lot better, I'm sitting here today willing to give the Dallas Cowboys four wins because they play against the Giants and the Commanders twice. Uh So, I mean, this team is going to be in the playoffs, either they win the division or even as a wild card. The question then becomes, what do they do once they get to the playoffs? That's the biggest thing. Dak Prescott has only got one playoff win under his resume, and this team hasn't advanced past the divisional round. I mean, you you look at the record with McCarthy and Dak Prescott together, they're 6-9 and against teams outside of the NFC East. That's a problem when it comes to trying to find ways to beat the teams that we all consider title contenders in the NFC, teams like the 49ers, the Rams, and the Buccaneers. So something about that has to get better, and Dak Prescott is going to have to be the biggest answer or the biggest part of the equation in terms of them competing at a championship level. I'm going to ask this question.
0: Give me a percentage chance of the Cowboys winning the division. 100. 100.
1: I'm sorry, did, was somebody speaking? Yeah, yeah, it's just Bubba fanboy coming out. But,
0: uh-uh. Listen, honestly, you need the baseball season to go as long as possible. So let's just focus on Jacob DeGrom.
1: Oh, it's going pretty long. I don't know if you heard, but DeGrom's back. I would give the Cowboys a <laughs> 35% chance of winning the division. I would put 35. it
0: right, th- right around That's there. That's
1: embarrassing. Right
0: around Is it embarrassing? Are you really? I, I mean, look at what the Eagles have done on defense. And how much better they have gotten and how good they are up front Carlin. On they're, defense.
1: They're, Carlin, not even, not even just on and defense. Quarter. Not even just on defense. The Eagles have the best offensive line in all of football. Yep. They have the best offensive line in all of football. And you're talking about having a really good defensive line that they fortified by drafting Jordan Davis and then adding Hassan Redick in yep. free agency. Remember how good Hassan Redick was with the Carolina Panthers Hargrave, last year? Hargrave. Double-digit sack guy. Javon Hargrave. Think about it. In the middle of your defense, you have Jordan Davis and Javon Hargrave. And then Nicobe Dean. Carlin, Carlin, that's 700 pound a man and two guys in the middle of your defense. And then you got N'Kobe Dean, a and hit linebacker, sitting right behind him. Not to mention Fletcher Cox potentially being a pass rush specialist coming off of the bench in certain situations. Derek Barnett, Josh sweat they have a lot up front to offer. All I'm saying is it's a really strong front seven for the Eagles. And the back end of their defense got a lot better, too, because guess what? They added James Bradbury from the Giants to play alongside Darius Slay. The Eagles feel like the team to beat in the NFC East. And we haven't even talked about A.J. Brown being brought over Mm -hmm. in the trade on draft day. So, I mean, I hear where you're coming from, Bubba. But right now, the Eagles are the leader in the clubhouse for teams that are going to win the NFC East. Bubba, response.
6: I think it's time to wrap up.
0: Not enough O's and uh, smooth, uh, my uh, friend. Uh, uh, hit dog or holla
1: is what they say, Carlin. <laughs> and that's how Bubba's feeling right now.
0: Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio in for Greeny today. You might not have the biggest garage on the block, but with eBay Motors, there's 122 million parts right at your fingertips. Whatever you need, there's something that fits your vehicle. Air filters, tires, seat covers, and more. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBayMotors.com Let's ride. Okay, in just moments, we will go inside the Deshaun Watson situation. The NFL has less than 24 hours to decide whether or not they will appeal the ruling of Sue Robinson, the judge the other day, who said that he should be suspended for six games. We will talk about that, and we will get into what exactly the 49ers have with Trey Lance and what they can look forward to this season. Diana Rossini will join us. And we will officially debut, although we don't have the production yet, but we will officially debut Dear Diana. If you have a question about your life, if you need advice in any aspect of your life, hashtag Dear Diana with two N's, send it in, we'll ask the question. Mr. Canty has got plenty of questions today with his wedding, just 22 days away. That in just moments.
6: must be 21 plus and present in select states gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER terms and conditions apply see app for details
0: dear diana on the way in just moments it's canty and carlin on espn radio in for greenie coming to you live from above the heineken river deck at pier 17 now certain people make our lives easier by helping us out and ZipRecruiter makes hiring easier because they do the work for you how well, ZipRecruiter's technology finds great candidates, and you can invite them to apply. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny to try it for free. Chris Carlin, Chris Canty, as we said, in for Greeny today. ESPN NFL reporter Diana Rossini joins us right now. She is our resident life coach as well. We will get to that in just a few moments. going to have a couple of questions from Chris personally today, Diana, because the wedding is just 22 days away for Chris Canty. Your immediate wow, thought yeah. with it being it. that close.
7: Yeah, it's going to go even faster than I feel like that last stretch is always you wake up one day and it's your wedding morning. So, guys, so good to be here with you. I'm excited for my first segment ever <laughs> at the Worldwide Leader. I've been here 7 years. I I'm one of those people like when I was growing up, I would try to force a nickname on myself and be like, "Hey, call me this, call me this." And it just never picked up any steam. So, I do the same thing with trying to get my own segment cuz basically if you if you pop up on ESPN and your name has anything that rhymes with a word or makes you think of something funny or corny we immediately produce it into a segment and the name diana Rossini just doesn't have anything exciting even my mary name my mary name is even worse so it's, it's awful, and I've, I've, I've felt left out. So it it really came down to the fact that the two most um, talented people at the company, the two Chris's <laughs> here, were the ones to come up with this. So thank you for for giving me a segment here. And Chris, um, you were fantastic on Get Up this morning. I, I I really enjoyed being on the show with you.
1: Thank you, Diane. It was a ton of fun. And that's where we're going to start with with uh, with this segment because – We got the news yesterday about the Miami Dolphins and the punishment that was levied on Stephen Ross and the organization for the tampering charges. Your initial thoughts when you heard the news and what happens next from here when it comes to the potential implications with the Brian Flores class action lawsuit.
7: You know, it's funny. I had a conversation with Dan off off TV. You know, we were both just sharing how much fun we had last weekend doing television together, covering training camp. And I just felt like the league was at such a high this weekend with back together and, you know, we're, we're everywhere. And, you know, we had so much great coverage and great storylines um, across the league with, 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 just so much great quarterbacking at this point already. And then it's like, you know, we have the Deshaun Watson situation and then the Dawson situation all back to back. And look, it's, it's part of what we do. And it's part of what the fans have to have to sort of witness here as football fans themselves. And, You know, when I initially saw uh, the email, which, by the way, that's always just a little sidebar that I always find interesting, you know, with a lot of these big, gigantic news stories, when you're a reporter, you'll get a heads up from a source. You'll get a text. You kind of know it's coming. There's a date on the calendar you kind of keep an eye on. And I was at a traffic light and I look at my email and, you know, we all do the quick skim and I'm skimming. I'm like, this is not a light email at all. <laughs> oh, my God. They got doc two draft picks. And I actually wound up pulling over because I needed to digest it of like, oh, my goodness, this is shit. Huge! I've never seen uh, you know a punishment like this since I've been covering the league, uh, involving an owner, obviously with the name Tom Brady, the name Sean Payton, all these high-profile people, all in this one email of suspensions. And you know, when I started to just try to call some people around, not just in the in the league office, but just actually in the football world to get their thoughts, there was a lot of like good good they they deserve they shouldn't be doing that like it's about time and these these aren't these type of people who are just you know do-gooders all the time and it's just chris you know better than anyone in, in football there's a lot of tampering that goes on that just doesn't get reported and if you cover the league you know about it you hear about it we all talk to agents agents will share with us you know Think about how we get information about, team, about players that want certain amount on their contracts or they want trades. We get that from their agent or an agent that had a conversation with someone from a, you know, with an organization. And normally that's tampering. Uh, so I, I, think, I just think the fact that the league is holding them responsible I think is awesome. I, I agree with it. Uh, Chris, I know you stand on it, but, but I, I, I think this was, was really powerful by, by the NFL.
0: Diana Rossini, ESPN NFL reporter, joining us right now. Uh, Trey Lance is the guy. The 49ers, as you have pointed out many times, have been very honest about this all along. What are you hearing about what they are seeing from Trey Lance so far?
5: Slow
7: and steady, right? So so there, there's a lot of patience there for, from Kyle Shanahan, and they've been all in on him. So the work has been put in since they've decided to move on from Jimmy going back to last year or last season. So, you know, they've seen steps the, the steps being taken forward and Trent Williams recently, the starting left tackle recently revealed the confidence that Trey Lance has given them. And it was a, such an interesting quote. And I've covered Trent for years and years and um, Trent's a pretty straight shooter when he talks football with you. And he he didn't really um, break down the specifics of Trey's quarterbacking and what he's doing that made me go, Oh, wow, this guy's, taken steps it was the fact that he highlighted how great the defense the 49ers have right now and how trey is holding up against them right what better way to get better and prepare for the regular season than facing a defense that looks like them and kyle shanahan told the media you know this team there's something about them that reminds me of 2019 well what reminds them is that he's asking very little of his quarterback the way he asked of Jimmy Garoppolo? They won eight straight coming out of the gate, and we all know that they wound up, you know, later playing in the Super Bowl. So, um, you know, I think there's tons of potential there, and if they could create the perfect quarterback in this offense, it would really be simple. And, and the dream. From what I can gather from having conversations, the dream, and you guys are going to laugh when I say this, it's Josh Allen, right? That That's what they would love to mm. eventually see because he is mobile and, and he is athletic and he he's not as big as, as Josh, but there's some parts of their games that, that, that could mirror each other if he develops.
1: Diana last one from us In looking at the NFL situation with Deshaun Watson they have until 9 a.m. tomorrow morning to make a determination on whether or not they're going to appeal Judge Robinson's six-game suspension are you hearing anything about the lean for the NFL in terms of what they're going to do moving forward
7: yeah I'm trying to get the answer and and Chris I've been working phones all morning just trying to get league sources to give me a little bit of a taste of a hint And they just keep saying the same thing you know pissed off is like kind of the phrase that I've been hearing a lot from different people uh, they're not happy they, they wanted more uh, but I, I do believe Roger Goodell is in a weird position here not a weird position but he's in a, in a challenging one because now he's got to figure out whether or not he wants to step in here on Sue l Robinson's you know r- real first case here um, after it's been taken out of Roger's hands something we know he's wanted he didn't want he doesn't want to be part of this um and it's just going to be interesting to see whether or not he's going to let this play out or if the league is going to step in here and either increase that fine or add games remember the league wanted a full season so to go from a full season to six it's quite the difference and um i think you guys are you know you're obviously talking to callers and talking to people um around the league and listeners of the show and you know the 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 kickback, so to speak, on this hasn't been fantastic at all. Uh, So we know that the league is going to be very um, mindful of how they look, and I think that's going to play a part.
0: Okay, this is a soft launch of Dear Diana, because we only have about 90, not even, we have a, less than a minute, unfortunately, because you really went along with your answers. Um, <laughs> but,
7: Chris Canty... What, you know what, I was, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, <laughs> I want to get to my segment. I don't want to talk football. These guys always bring me in, and they want to talk football. I don't want to talk football. All right, let's go. All right. I'm excited for the second. Canty has the,
1: wed- has the wedding question. Go. Okay, Diana, we told all of our guests to RSVP by the end of July, and I had certain groomsmen and people that were on my side that had not done so so we extended the rsvp to today and it's going to cut off today and between the end of july and today we've had 25 people are you're killing us and there are still some people that are out there so my question is are we wrong for cutting off the rsvp especially since we're over 30 guests with our original total 20 seconds
7: yes when was the last time we went to the post office to get a stamp Nobody puts those things in the mail. I look at it. When I get a wedding invitation, it's like essentially junk mail to me. <laughs> go with an email. Go with the text. Make it easy. I don't even know how much a stamp costs. They're like $4 now, I think. I'm not even sure. My point is, I mean, I hope you put the stamp on it, by the way, guys. That's always like my favorite thing that the brides and grooms do. But don't have a cutoff. The cutoff is two days before uh, the wedding. The catering company will make it work. They want your money.
0: Diana, we'll, wow. We'll get it next week. Thanks. <laughs> More time, we promise. Wow. And, so
1: I'm wrong for cutting it off. That's what she said. A little I mean, bit. Diana is the voice of reason with this. A little bit.
0: We want to end the show with Vin Scully's final sign-off at the end of the 2016 season to honor the great Vin Scully. You know, friends,
2: so many people have wished me congratulations on a 67-year career in baseball, and they've wished me a wonderful retirement with my family. And now all I can do is tell you what I wish for you. May God give you for every storm a rainbow, for every tear a smile, for every care a promise and a blessing in each trial, for every problem life seems a faithful friend to share, For every sigh, a sweet song, and an answer for each prayer. You and I have been friends for a long time, but I know in my heart that I've always needed you more than you've ever needed me. And I'll miss our time together more than I can say. But you know what? There will be a new day, and eventually a new year. And when the upcoming winter gives way to spring, rest assured, once again, it will be Time for darkness dodger baseball so this is vin scully wishing you a very pleasant good afternoon wherever you may be
6: thanks for listening to greenie the
0: podcast you can listen live each weekday morning at 10 eastern on espn radio and see it with the video on espn plus also catch Greenie on get up weekday mornings at 8 on espn and also available wherever you get your podcast